Metro's Mercury Great Approaches. I shall create the illest podcast known to mankind. Papa, what are you going to do? Howard Stern. Stephen A. Smith. Joel Rogan. Dave Chappelle. Why Dave Chappelle? Because he's a funny motherfucker. Jay-Z. Because he has money, you fucking dickhead. Oh, I'm sorry, master. Oh, I'm very sorry. The heart of India. The strength of a black man. And the pride of a Spaniard. I present to you... My teeth! It's alive! He's walking, master! He's walking! My team sports! Good afternoon and welcome back to another edition of the Marty Sports Podcast. Yo, this is season six, episode 10, excerpt 203. Yeah, folks, we just keep going and going and going and going. And man, I'm telling you, yo, well, it's a, yo, it's another beautiful day in the hottest city on the planet. We got a high 92s. I think we got a low 78s. Listen, this is South Florida, so I'm pretty sure we got a 50% chance of rain if I'm looking out there properly. Yo, then September 1st, and man, we're gonna talk about again that one time in basketball camp. We're gonna go a little bit into WWE payback, and we're gonna get into that folk talk. If you ain't know what that folk talk is, oh yeah, it is back. We're talking about our favorite of all time. And we may take a little bit to trip down to the NBA Southwest and visit the Memphis Grizzlies for that one. So we'll be back. So, you know what I say, regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless of the weather. You play to win the game. Hello? It's always a good time to talk some sports. So... Let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. Listen, I, I don't know if you loving this every day like I'm loving this every day. But yo, whack again, we are back here on the Mighty Sports Podcast. And I'm not even listening. First of all, first of all, if you're listening on, on the website, mightysports.net, I thank you. If you're watching on Facebook, I appreciate you. But if you want to go ahead and call into the podcast, make sure you download that Podbean app so that you can go ahead and join the conversations. Because guess what? The phone lines are open already. So let me know whenever you wanted to join the conversation. We are here. But man, first things first. Yo, bring that back for me. First of all, first of all, first things first. One more time. First of all, first of all, first things first. We got us. What's going on, niece? <laughs> we got ourselves some game sevens coming up. And man, 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 I, I told, I told you guys yesterday on the podcast that I was gonna make sure that I had these numbers ready for you. I told you last night on the podcast that I was gonna make sure that I came prepared enough that you, at least that, that we would know how this game seven tonight 
between the Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets a really good matchup. How that game seven tonight between Di between Dynamite Jamal Murray and the Amazing Spider Man Donovan Mitchell is going to pan out tonight. We're gonna get the opportunity to see all of that. And I wanted to make sure I had the numbers because I told you, I told you guys, I had a suspicion that these guys may be averaging like 40 points a game, right? And I said, you know what? Let's be serious. Let's be serious. Even though I feel like it's 40, let's be serious. I feel like they're probably averaging about 30 points per game. I wasn't that far off. 35 points a game is what I meant to say. About 35 points per game. And I, and I wasn't that far off. So I had to make sure that I got all of the numbers right for you guys because I wanted to know exactly what their numbers were. I wanted to know how good they've been doing because, like I said, every other day, it just felt like somebody was scoring 40 or 50 or 50 or 40, 45, 50, 55, 40, 45, 50, 55. You understand? It just felt like that every other day. But it wasn't quite that. And even though that's what it felt like. But listen. We did get something special. We did get somebody scoring 57 points in a loss. We did get both opponents scoring 50 points in a game. And we also got somebody else scoring 50 points. So we have both individuals that they break into NBA upper echelons, right? When you're talking about players to have multiple 50-point games in the NBA in, in the NBA playoffs or in a series period they join very very rare company and it, so much so that I really like I just based off the numbers I was like yo these guys have to be averaging over 35 have to be have to be have to be two of the highest average people in the playoffs now that's the one thing I didn't look up were the playoff stats to see exactly who was doing what? As far as as far as who was averaging what I should say, as far as where they where they fall into, as far as everybody scoring because they have to be two of the high guys up there. So we pulled out the numbers. We pulled out the numbers because this is gonna go to a game seven. And oh man, am I not the only one that probably thought that after game even three that Utah just had their number? And was gonna go ahead and just pull it, peeling away these victories and peeling away these victories. But yo, Dynamite Murray said, "Nah, oh country, mon frere, this ain't about to happen today, B. Nah, if you gonna take us, we falling on our sword." And man, he has been putting up the numbers since his team has been basically in elimination mode. We're talking about. 50 points in a loss, right? That's the second time it happened, actually, this playoff series. It happened in the first game to, to Donovan Mitchell. He put, put up 57 and, he, and they lost. But both individuals put up 50, 51 and 50, and took an L. But then after that, he would put up 42 and, and, and get his team a W. He would also put up another 50 burger and get his team a W. And like I said, these two guys have just been going off. And I really thought it was, I, I really, really thought it was 30 plus every single game. But no, first game, 57 for Murray, 57 for for Mitchell and 36 for Murray. The second game, and these next couple of games when things start to start to lower out a little, right? We have Donovan we have Donovan Mitchell only putting up 30. We got Jamal Murray. When I say only, only really only putting up 14 points. 
Then game three comes around. Mitchell puts up 20. Murray, 12. And then we see the explosion. Game 40. Mitchell, 51. Murray, 40. I mean, Murray, 50. Mitchell, 30. Murray, 42. Mitchell, 44. Murray, 50. So way has been breaking now. Donovan Mitchell, as it currently stands. Yo, can I, can I, can I get a little bit of story time music? There we go. Donovan Mitchell is averaging 38.6 points per game. 4.3 rebounds and 5.5 assists. 38.6 per game, points per game in this series. And the bad thing about it, right? The crazy thing about it is that whoever whoever wins this series, right? They have to go up against arrested arrested LA Clippers. And we know, we know that that's all Kawhi Leonard needs is some time management. On the other side, Jamal Murray. Fun guy. <laughs> On the other side, we got Jamal Murray averaging 34 points per game, even 6.1 rebounds and 6.6 assists. And now we're talking about these two guys that combined, they're averaging over 35 points a game. Combined, they're putting up over 70 points per game. We're going to get a game seven tonight. And we're going to see who really their team to a victim because it's, it's not like all of these games have been brought they've been close games they've been getting to the wire they just have to figure out how to stop somebody either either they're gonna have to figure out how to get the ball out of jamal murray's hand right by 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 either blitzing him in the top of the top of the key or even to say on top or, or, or the top of the circle or the same thing for um for donovan mitchell you have to find a way to start forcing the ball out of their hand and let and let beat you or 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 let or or let the stretch mark four um what's his name the joker you know what i mean let the joker beat you you're gonna have to let what this is one of those times or one of those games where you're gonna have to let somebody else beat you that isn't named donovan mitchell or isn't named jamal murray i can't wait for this game i did not think when i when this matchup happened i did not think this was the matchup that it was going to be the matchup, that, the matchup that we're getting here is what I thought Dallas Clippers were going to be. But oh, I am I not happy for this matchup. Man, I am I am I am ecstatic at the fact that we get to witness these two play. Not just witness these two play, right? But get to get get to see them on this stage where they get highlighted. Get to see that we all know Donovan Mitchell. We all know his name. The fact that Jamal Murray able to emerge from under the shadow casted by his big man the joker like that is where things like man man oh man it is a beautiful day to be an nba fan i can tell you that now also giving us a game seven 
But if this is how you're gonna look when you have to not be athletic, man, 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 man. So all I can tell you is that behind a horrific, and I do mean a horrific performance, City has no chance against the LA Lakers. What's going on? What's going on? I see you seeing me seeing you. So as much as I want the chaos, I also want the Lakers to be challenged in the second round. And based off how Houston has been looking against Oklahoma City, I don't know what's going on, D. I don't know if they're gonna be able to give them that challenge. I don't know if they're gonna be able to 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 give them that challenge that they need just just to make just to make the series interesting. So as much as I want the chaos, like I don't know which one to rule for because which one of these like let's be honest like they they're wearing themselves out. That's that's like I said was what's happening with with Denver and Denver and 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 Utah. That basically they're wearing themselves out to go face a rested LA team. It's the same thing that's happening here with Houston and Oklahoma City. Is that they're they're going ahead and they're wearing themselves out to go face a rested Lakers. And, and trust me, Lakers can use it. And 
there isn't enough small ball in the world that's going to beat the Lakers. I don't see it. Not with Houston. Like, Houston needed to look impressive here to make me believe in them in the next round. And they don't look impressive for shit. Now, while Oklahoma City looks impressive, like, it's, it's, it's going to be... This is going to be the highlight of their playoff. Is making it into the second round with a team that everybody thought that CP3 was going to quit on. The team that everybody thought was going to be a lottery pick. And the team that everybody thought that, you know what? They pop oh, that, that CP3 probably wasn't even going to play a game for them before they traded him away. And now look at them. So he, they're going to get they're going to get that love and admiration for what they did here, but it's all going to be for not when you move into that next round. In case you keep wondering what I'm looking at, of course you know I always keep some sports in the background. Right now I got WWE Monday Night Raw over in the background watching Titus O'Neil put some put some hurt on somebody in, in WWE in Raw's underground. Where are we at? So, both the Lakers and both the Clippers, right now they're they're getting all the rest that they need, so that when they go face whoever comes out of the next round, and once again, this is good for all these guys in this round. You get you get Jamal, you you know what I mean you're gonna get Jamal Murray highlighted. You get another spotlight on Donovan Mitchell, even though he was already turning it, he already had turned into a semi household name if you didn't know him by now. This is gonna this is gonna be good for Houston because Houston should should win here and even in a loss Oklahoma City isn't gonna look bad. See that and and this is what I keep saying about Chris Paul. Chris Paul finds the way to elude the stench of choker. <laughs> I'm sorry or, or just not coming up. When, you know what I mean? To keep not being able to do it. And maybe it's because he's the smallest person on, on the floor, whatever you want to call him. And I don't want to call him because he showed up last night. And like I said, it's going to wash off all the stench. And he's going to get all this admiration for what he does with Oklahoma City. But ultimately, ultimately, if he doesn't get past Houston, once again, you have failed this city. It'll be Oklahoma City. It will be New Orleans. It will be Houston. It will be the Clippers. Every single time, and if you want to, and remember, the phone lines are open, so if you'd like to join the conversation, go ahead and join the conversation on Podbean, so go ahead and download the Podbean app, look for me in Podbean Live, go ahead and call up and you can join the conversation. Don't at me, call up. <laughs> because I'll also keep telling you guys, you have to convince me still that LeBron James is a top 10 player of all time. I got him right at number 12. And you have to tell me who you take out of my top, uh, who you, which one of my top 11 that you take out. If you ever want to challenge it. <laughs> so, I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk some WWE. We're going to get into some WWE payback. We're going to get into the rest of, 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 the, of this bubble ball. I was like to call it that one time of basketball. And I may, if we have time, get into my folk talk. Favorite of all time will be featured the Memphis Grizzlies. So go ahead and sit, and sit right there and wait. And if you have time, think about who's your favorite of all time for the Memphis Grizzlies. Because we're going to try to get that into today's show. I want you all to remember... The change you want begins with you. Your vote matters. So don't just register to vote. Go out and vote and begin making the change you want.
They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world. And they can respond, I became a soldier. Came over with them natives and brought us back here to struggle and go through hardships. They don't see us as equals, and I don't think they'll ever. It's enough to make you go loony like the Tasmanian devil. But my mind says, chill, we'll gotta stay clever. A storm is but a short time, nothing lasts forever. But God said to your enemy, show high love. But it's hard to do that when that person's showing you no love. Better yet, no love, that's what they give back. It's hunting season for them, they're the archers, and we the deer with the targets on our back. Dark meat or light meat, they got us on the meat rack. We just buying our time until it's time to clap back. And then they better step back for waking the beast. What a beautiful chaos it'll be like a warmest cat. Yeah. Until then, we just some peas on the pot. We just some peas on the pot. And you know, hey, we just some peas on the pot. We trying to get our message across. I favor a lot of nonsense going on. It needs to make some sense sooner than later. People trying to cope to keep from going Goku. If you are still listening, that means you are listening on one of the many platforms that we have provided for you. If you're listening live, that means you're listening live right now on my Facebook page. Not my sports Facebook page, not my Instagram page, but you're listening, you're watching live on my regular Facebook page. I had to let you people know what we do here every single day. I see Natalie just popped into the studio. That means she's listening to one of the other live places that we're listening to, wherever, and that's Podbean Live. And if you listen on Podbean Live, then you get the luxury and the opportunity to join the conversation anytime that you like. Or if you just want to put me around in the background, just go ahead and visit the website at mytsports.net. That is MN's been Mike. Why is in Yankee? T is in Tango. Sports.net. Like I said, regardless of how you listen, anywhere that you listen, there's always a place that you can find the podcast, and I appreciate it.
that you're taking your time out to listen to me. Your boy, your boy, your boy. How do we say it? My team! AKA the Brooklyn Bus, or AKA the My Podcaster, AKA Tony Baritone, AKA Mr. Manergy, AKA the Motor Mouth of the South, AKA the One Take One, AKA Work Hard, Smoke Harder. That's a new one for you, Natalie. Mr. Work Hard, Smoke Harder. <laughs> AKA Mr. Watch Your Money Grow. <laughs> AKA plant that money seed. <sighs> so, we got some breaking news. I was trying to pull up the dynamics of it, but it looks like the Kansas City Chiefs has gone ahead and extended their head coach and their general manager. I do not have the full details, but it looks like each individual is going to be locked up for approximately the next five to six years as they continue to try to try to go off the championships and continue to build that franchise around their stone quarterback, the boy that's always in the house with us, Patrick Mahoney. That was courtesy of, of, of first take, okay? That had nothing to do with me. That was courtesy of them. That was courte- That was all them, all them, all them. Let's go ahead and plug this phone. I didn't realize we was about to die or up in this piece. <clears throat> right? So as we continue on with the podcast, right? Over the weekend, we also got an opportunity to watch WWE's Payback. And oh yeah, the reason I had to bring about WWE's Payback, not only I'm a wrestling fan, and that's what you could catch me doing multiple events in your local city. So if you ever need a ring announcer, holla at your boy, AKA Tony Baritone in the house. I'm just saying anything that you need, I got. WWE's Payback I had to bring up because it w- it looked like they did a changing of the guard in, in, in a sense. It looked like there was this title and championship that just changed hands left and right. They started off with the United States Championship, Apollo Crews, as he took on as he took on Bobby Lashley. And listen, Bobby Lashley was accompanied by MVP, also accompanied by Shelton Benjamin. And for the life of me, I don't understand why Apollo Crews didn't bring out his boys there, knowing it was going to be a three-on-one situation. But not only did he allow himself to get distracted multiple times by the by the outside ring, by the, the individual the outside of the ring, but after some time, he allowed himself to be put in the hurt lock. And he tapped out to Bobby Lashley as Bobby Lashley is now your United States champion. But no, listen, that wasn't the only championship to go ahead and change hands that night. For the women's tag team match, we had Bailey and Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, they had just put this tag team together within the last couple of weeks. And they're supposed to be taking on the, 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 the bosom buddies, the golden role models, and Bailey and Sasha Banks. And listen, you couldn't have had two more dominant superstars. And I'm glad for these two superstars are getting some kind of push. Baszley, Shayna Baszler would end up tapping out Bailey using Sasha Banks' own arm. So now Sasha Banks isn't a, isn't a women's champion. She's not a tag team champion. She is now basically no belt Banks, and I see a backstab coming pretty soon. For our main event of the evening, we would see The Fiend versus Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns. Yes, folks, Roman Reigns has returned, but he didn't just return. He returned with a little bit of controversy because Friday, as the show ended, we saw him say that he, unless they agreed to the changes that he wanted in the contract or the stipulation of this match, then he will not show up. You give him his, his stipulations, then he will show up. And they say, you can't, don't, don't just believe that. 
but that's not just a prediction, but it's a spoiler. And then you've seen the screen cut over to Paul Heyman, as it looks like Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns are now business associates, which may mean that Roman Reigns is on his heel turn. Or they may be testing to see if he could if he could be a heel that everybody still loves to hate. But Roman Reigns didn't show up to this match initially, as the entrance of the Fiend would play um, Braun Strowman would attack him. They would they would they would they would pounce each other off of off of the LED boards. They would shoot each other off of the stage. They would take themselves all around the ring, inside the ring, and even break the ring. Yes, folks, they broke. The ring. And after both men were battered and bruised in the middle of a broken ring, Roman Reigns would come down to the ring, sign his contract with a chair in hand, pummel both superstars, and going for the kill. Chair shot after chair shot after chair shot, a couple of spears, a couple of kickouts by both individuals, but it was too much damage done already. Roman Reigns is now your new Universal Champion. What's going on? And talk about champions, or at least what I like to consider potential champions, because you guys know that. If I'm going to talk about a Miami Heat player, it has to be really special. If I'm going to praise a Miami Heat player, he has to be doing really good. If I'm going to give a Miami Heat player any kind of credit, I must really like them. And this is how I feel about Jimmy Butler. Now... You have game one of the semifinals, Milwaukee taking on Miami. And we didn't go into this a lot into details last night. Y'all yesterday afternoon. But we wanted to go into it, make sure we go into it today, especially after game one had finished. Breaking news, it looks like Coco Golf have just been upset. Is that Coco Golf? Yeah, Coco Golf was just upset. Had had been upset. We got tennis going on with no fans. <clears throat> Giannis Antetokounmpo will put up 18 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists, 1 steal, and 1 block. I know it sounds good, but he struggled. Giannis Antetokounmpo is a guy that's normally used to putting up about 36 points. 30-something points. Giannis Antetokounmpo is, is the reigning defensive player of the year. Now two, he just he just won the award. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's him, defensive player of the year. I want you to keep in mind that Giannis Antetokounmpo, at six foot eleven, is a defensive player of the year. Phenom of a person. Giannis Antetokounmpo had eight points, ten rebounds, and nine assists, and he struggled. Giannis Antetokounmpo plus minus was minus fourteen. Just to give you an idea, he was 4 for 12 from the free throw line. Last 
The Miami Heat did exactly what they needed to do to make sure that they won this game. And they've had and they've known how to beat this team for some time now. Also because they've had an individual on their team that they coached that was kind of like Giannis. With, with, with a better all-around game, but kind of like Giannis. Somebody that you always wanted to stop from getting into, into the paint. Always needed to, always wanted to build some kind of wall around. You said not let them get a certain amount of feet in the paint because you know once once that happened it was a wrap. Nine assists, mind you. But Giannis Antetokounmpo couldn't get his way, couldn't get to the places that he wanted to, to be fully effective. And also, he had six turnovers in that game. This is what happens when you got a defensive guy like. When you got a guy like Jimmy, I'm assuming that everything must be great with the audio now because I haven't heard one peep from you. <laughs> uh, shout out to Natalie, my yoga instructor, one of the people that that that, that keeps me zen. <sighs> How much time we got? Okay, good, good timing. Giannis Antetokounmpo, he couldn't get to his spots. He couldn't get, he couldn't, perfect. He couldn't get to the, he couldn't get to the spots on the court that he normally gets to. But like I said, that's what happens when you've got a defensive guy like Jimmy Butler that, you, that their team is galvanized around. That's now the leader of your team. But not only him, you have Bam Adambayu that's able to put a body on him for a portion of the game, for a good portion of the game, and just make things difficult for him. Bob Adebayo will come away with that game with 12 points and 17 rebounds. Because Giannis Antetokounmpo had 18 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. Had almost a triple-double, and I'm telling you he struggled. Because he almost had a quadruple-double if you want to add in his turnovers. Negative 18. They're going to put guys like Kelly Olenek on him for a little while. As obviously, Udonis Haslam didn't play Udonis. I don't remember the last time Udonis Haslam played some ball. Jimmy Butler would get on him. Jay Crowder would play him. And there's just multiple guys to keep to keep throwing at him. But also, to build a wall around him. To put a wall in front of him so that he can't penetrate the way that he needs to to be dominant. And like I said, Miami's one of those teams that they will frustrate you. They managed to foul out Chris Middleton, who was supposed to be his number two guy. This game was 115 to 104, and I'm telling you, I don't even, I, I, it really wasn't that close. I shouldn't say it wasn't that close, because Milwaukee came out early, and they dominated early. 40 points first quarter, dominated early. But if you saw it very quickly. Second quarter, Miami Heat took back control and started and started doing things the way that they wanted to. And then you saw the third quarter. So basically, it's not just adjustments game to game. It's adjustments quarter to quarter. Play to play. I'm watching this Keith Lee versus Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton match. And oh my goodness, I am loving this. And I'm going to have to rewatch all of Raw with the sound on a little bit later. As I, as I, do, as I, as I do my classwork. 
Nigga, your boy trying to do some IT classes. <clears throat> Welcome everybody that's joining the podcast, whether that's on Facebook, whether, uh, listen to the podcast, podcast live, whether that's on Facebook, um, the website, mytsports.net, whether that's on MixLR or also Podbean Live, because I, I mean, there is technically four places that you can listen to this Podbean Live as it is currently orchestrated and constructed. Now, what did happen on, from the Miami Heat is that your boy. You got Jimmy Butler showing you, just showing us just how easy. Okay, Google, mute. To show us just how easy it is to score 40 points in a Pat Riley run organization and an Eric Spoelstra coached team. He shows you how easy it is that, that, that you can score 40 points. It looks like Randy Orton just became your winner. And it looks like he'll be challenging for a title again? Ha! Ah. Um... And I say that in jest, only because the only other two people to ever score forty points in a playoff for the um, for the Miami Heat, yeah, you guessed it, the Flash, Dwayne Wade, and some guy named LeBaron James. No, you know I'm joking, LeBron James. <laughs> so Jimmy Butler gets, but it also shows you what anybody can do on this map. And 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 I, and, and, I, and I do mean that very respectfully because Jimmy Butler is a self-made man. He wasn't a star. He didn't. He didn't automatically come into this league. You know what I mean? Awarded thirty-five minutes a game. He had to fight for every minute and every contract he has ever earned. You understand? When he when he failed in his first contract, he wasn't given another chance because oh, you're just, you're such a high draft pick. You know what I mean? We don't want. We don't. Um, we just we have to take. Uh, we have to resign you just to kind of just see what we have here. No, that wasn't Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is literally a like pull himself up from his bootstraps kind of dude. So the fact that Jimmy Butler is able to put up 40 points here does kind of show you that listen, any superstar that comes here and is able and willing to put in that work and and, and is able to and willing to listen to Eric Spoelstra and really lead this team, like they can put up 40 in a playoff series. No big up to Jimmy Butler. And the Miami Heat, we're gonna, I'm gonna say this again because like I said, I don't like giving Miami too much credit, but I cannot give them credit because they have a great coaching staff. Their organization is run really well. Being in basketball camp, you heard Jimmy Butler say, this is a business trip. This is basketball camp. This ain't some bubble. This is a business trip. He's away from South Beach. He's a, he's away from the La Playas and the Pukdas. You know what I mean? Like, he ain't doing none of that shit. Miami Heat is definitely one of the teams out of the East that can win an NBA championship. Because I'm telling you, Milwaukee Bucks aren't one of them. The Milwaukee Bucks aren't going to get past the Miami Heat. The Milwaukee Bucks will be lucky if this goes to game six. For as, like, basically it's one of them things where the Milwaukee Bucks think that they're focused, well, your focus lacks more focus. Because you ain't as focused as, 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 as we're working out at 3, at 3 a.m., Suddenly, because because Jimmy Butler just joined the team and, and and completely rearranged our work ethic. Like you even forget that, like you understand, you forget 
that Andre Iguodala is on this team doing nothing. Nothing. Absolutely squat. Andre Iguodala is on this team for name purposes alone. Like, they needed leadership. All the leadership they need, they could get from Jimmy Butler. But it's good to have somebody like Andre Iguodala probably like second. Andre Iguodala is just getting paid by the Miami Heat. But that's Heat culture. And that's how you help build the championship culture. Listen, this, this, culture, this culture was made on the backs of LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. And the moment that LeBron James tried to usurp Eric Spolcher and Pat Riley was like, no, fuck you. That's my coach. From that moment right there, the culture was, that, that's when that Miami Heat culture was developed. The moment that LeBron James tried to usurp Eric Spolcher and Pat Riley was like, fuck you. Greatest player in the world. Fuck you. I'd rather get rid of you. <laughs> oh, man. And you know what? I'm so glad I left us a little bit of time. I love this. I love this some time today because there's been a take. There's been a segment that we started last season that I was really trying to find the time to bring back this season, and we haven't quite had that opportunity as of yet. But you know what, folks? You know what, folks? We have it today. We have it today, and I'm gonna get a sound. I'm gonna get. A, I'm gonna get myself a good sounder for this one. Like I am gonna get. I'm gonna make a beat for this. We have our favorite of all time coming back to you. And we are going to Memphis. We ain't going to do multiple teams today. We're just going to do one team today. And that is the Memphis Grizzlies. And... To be honest with you, maybe I have recency bias, right? Maybe. Just maybe. Maybe the Memphis Grizzlies haven't produced anybody in the last in the 20 years that they have been a franchise to make them worth watching. Maybe. Just maybe. I mean Toronto has. Can you tell me who from Memphis could be your favorite player of all time? Of all time from Memphis. It was hard. And, I, and I'm telling you, like. I, I really, I really had to, I really had to check myself to see, like, yo, are you having some reason to see by? I, I looked, I looked through some of these names and, and some of these other players, and I, and I really thought to myself, like, damn, who throughout history has ever made me want to turn on the television and go hunt to go watch a Memphis game because of who is on their team? And the only individual that can come to mind. I'll let you know after we talk some football. <laughs> because I want you guys to hold on to that just a little bit. Because I also want to give you an opportunity to think about this yourself. Who in Memphis Grizzlies history has ever made you want to turn them on and say, hey, I really want... Like, did you really want to watch the, um, the Grindhouse with Mark Gasol? With Mark Gasol and, 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 and Zach Randolph. Did you really, really, really want to watch those teams? Even some of those early teams with 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 with, with, with Shaiq, Radu, Raib, or whatever, which one of them he had. Like, did you really want to watch those teams? Like, I want you to think. I want you to think about that. I want you to think about that. Because I wanna, I'm going to switch over to football. We're going to come back here in just a little bit. In, in, just, in just a quick moment of the show. Because... 
just want to let you guys know that that ha that isn't aware of it as of right now. I am no longer a Jets fan. I wanted to let you guys know I am no longer a Jets fan. I have denounced my Jets fandom, and that is because I realize that the Jets owner is racially and it's basically he's racist and sexist. He's racially and sexually insensitive to what to what's going on in the world, and I and I and I cannot um 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 continually divvy up and, and put my fandom to some of that. So I am no longer a Jets fan. If you see here, there used to be a bunch of Jets shit um scattered all around here. That no longer happens. Now I thought I had my the team that I was gonna go to figured out. I thought I knew which team I was going to support this year, but I am thinking that I may make myself an NFL free agent for one full year. I'll see what's out there. I'll let you guys bid for my fandom because I'm telling you, my fandom is at a premium. Like you understand, like you want me on your side as a fan. You understand, like, like not only would I do my research, but but I but but like 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 I, I come with that venom, yo. I spit that hot shit. Yeah, I'm telling you, B. Like like like, there was only one person that could spit more hot shit than me, and that was Dylan, 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 and Dylan, and I got all five of them beat. You gonna want me as a fan? You you understand? Like like me me on your side as a fandom, like it's it's, it's like having the, it's like having the power of twenty fans. Like that's how strong I come in fandom. So we're going to see. We're going to see. Just to let you know, like, there's only a couple of true candidates out there. Anybody else, you're going to really have to do a, work, do a job for me, right? And we're talking about the Baltimore Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the New York Giants. Those are so far the only really three, top three candidates, right? So I haven't quite yet decided. I'm a New Yorker all day through and through. So the way I figure, like, if I'm going to leave New York, if I'm going to leave the New York Jets, right? I might as well just go in and take my talents right across the hall and switch it over and, be, and just become a Giants fan. But then I thought, like, do I want to stay in New York? Because what happens if I find out the same thing about the Giants owner, right? Do I, don't I going to leave another team again? So why don't I just go to a team that I kind of believe that? That's why I, that's why I consider Pittsburgh. See, you see the dilemma that I'm in? You see the dilemma that I'm in? But I wanted to let some of you guys know that I am no longer a Jets fan. I am 100%. <laughs> See, I got the LA Rams fans already, already, already popping up. What's going on, Jay? <laughs> and also remember, guys, I am still as bold to tell you guys that LeBron James still isn't in my top ten favorite players of all time, or, or greatest players of all time. He comes in right at number twelve. And anytime you want to debate this, right, we're gonna have a three-hour show tomorrow night, starting at eight oh seven p.m. If you want to debate this, you can either join me, you can come join the conversation live. On Podbean, download the Podbean app. Look for me in the live link. Join the show. Call up. Join the conversation. And we and we can don't at me. Call me. <laughs> we could talk about it. But I'll tell you this right now. Anybody listen? I keep saying this uh, uh, until all of you look at me like I'm crazy. But LeBron James is not a top ten player of all time. He's right at number twelve. Now, I'm not saying that you may not believe that Zini's top ten. Well, Judah's gonna have to let me know who you taking out. And then we go and discuss this properly. Now that I've gone ahead and teased you guys with all of the controversial shit that could be teased, let's get into our folk talk, our folk talk. Let's get into our folk talk, our folk talk. For those that are new, folk talk, favorite of all time. Favorite of all time. I ain't talk about greatest of all time. This ain't no goat talk. We're talking that folk talk. Favorite of all time. 
and we are now working in the NBA, and we have worked our way through the Western Division, and we have come, we have settled out into the Southwest. And we are starting out with the Memphis Grizzlies. And I, and I asked you this about a half an hour ago before we took our first break. I asked you about 10 minutes ago, right before we got into this conversation. Who from the Memphis Grizzlies, throughout their whole entire history, has ever made you want to turn on the television and actually watch them? Who is your favorite of all time from the Memphis Grizzlies? And I was really shocked that I, I because of the recency bias, I really thought to myself, damn, is it really him? Is it really him? Are you, I had to, I had to look, I had to scour Memphis. I had to scour Vancouver. I scoured them all. And I came up with John Morant, the rookie of the year, Ja Morant. He is the only reason that I'm actually excited. Like, you understand, my basketball obligation made me watch Zach Randolph and Mark Gasol and all those other teams. You understand? That was basketball obligation because I'm a basketball fan. That was basketball obligations because, like, I, I just, I just love the, I, I just, I have to watch them all so that I can see how these teams are doing. But those Memphis games were rough. Like, you had to be a fan of those kind of style of ball, but it, it was more of a style of their brand of ball than, the, than, the, than any individual person. They were called the grindhouse. Like, they played a form of bully ball that always had them in that 6-4 to four spot in the playoffs for a good five years. It got Michael Conley to be the highest paid point guard in the league. Michael Conley wasn't exciting to watch. John Morantis. John Morantis. And, oh, man. I am absolutely in love with John. Listen. I low-key wanted John. I wanted, I wanted John Morant to be undervalued. Just enough for them to fall to the Knicks for three. Because he had that little bit of knee surgery, right? That little bit of knee cleaner right before the season. Listen, those knee cleaners don't always go well. Like, like I, I've, I've had a knee cleanup and I'm so... I had a knee cleanup, what was it, 15? What year are we in? 2020? Shit. So I had a knee cleanup about 15, 16 years ago. And right now, like, I can barely walk sometimes without feeling like just pains running through, like shooting through my knee and up the hamstring and through the glute. But that's now. This is 15 years down the road. If John Morant gives us 12 years of this, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. And he's going to help continue to keep Memphis on the map for another 12 years. Yeah, folks, John Morant is my favorite player of all time for the Memphis Grizzlies. Like, I, I, I checked myself, don't worry, I, I, I checked myself very thoroughly to make sure I wasn't doing recency bites. Nope, 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 nope. I cannot remember, outside of just being a fan of basketball and basketball obligation, any reason why I've ever wanted to watch the Memphis Grizzlies. Like I said, you have to be a you had to be a fan of a special kind of ball to even watch the Grindhouse. And like I said, you weren't watching it for Zach Randolph or Mark Gasol or, or Michael Conley. No, you were watching it for that team ball. They played a certain level of team ball on offense and on defense. And and because you knew that they were gonna be in the playoffs every like for for those couple of years. Then you have to kind of watch the page to see if what they did in the regular season was going to be able to translate and what ended up happening in the regular season. They just could never could put enough. Appreciate you, Paul. I see you watching. Johnny, say you watching. They could never put enough enough offense to make things to make to make things really really count. But they made runs. Those runs still didn't make any one person on your team make you want to watch them. Yeah, my favorite of all time. 
Memphis Grizzly player, John Morant. So that means, just to let you guys know, when we come back, right, which we'll be coming back at noonish tomorrow. That's going to be 12.07 p.m. tomorrow. When we come back tomorrow, not only are we going to continue talking about what's happening in basketball camp, all right? The first, um, I think what we got tonight? I think we have Boston on game two tonight. We have the game seven for Denver and Utah. So we got to, so we got to, we get to finally wrap up that playoff series, and also tomorrow. Ah, that's gonna be tomorrow night. We have the three-hour show. I'm gonna have my guest host with me. We may have a guest inside the studio. We'll we'll we'll, we'll see we'll see if if, if Mark three fifties um um pops is gonna come and join us again. Also, anybody, if you ever want, if you ever want, if you ever have any kind of songs or anything like that that you would like to be played as a commercial during my podcast, please hit me up if, if you would like to have that information, if you would like that done. So, yeah, we have spots for you. And please also do not forget that one of you get a chance to go ahead and donate to the Jet Black Empowerment Organization that, um, that, 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 crap, 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 where is it at? That donates to the Jet Black Empowerment Organization Um, that is a local organization that helps Local organizations prosper, and they also do a. Uh, not only do they have daily podcasts throughout their whole entire network, but they also have a podcast once a month at the last Saturday of a the month. They do a basically they do a podathon where all proceeds go to the Jet Black Empowerment Organization. If you need want to donate to that, just go to jetblackempowerment.org. And Natalie is um, Cruz's legacy um, 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 organization still up as well, but they could go ahead and donate, or is that still temporarily down until winter time, until fall? Okay, temporary down until fall, but that's gonna be coming at you guys pretty soon. Cruise, um, Cruise's legacy, where they they get they get they help, um, they help raise money so that they can provide um, um, warm weather clothing to um to to a specific hospital in New York. I believe right now, a special specific hospital in New York, um, for 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 patients that suffer from cancer patients. Yeah, cancer patients. Uh, all cancer patients. The hospitals will change. Okay, so it's just they 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 they, they supply warm weather clothes. Okay, simple. They supply warm weather clothing to cancer patients in various hospitals throughout the New York City area. So, so keep tuning for that as well. We're going to see you guys tomorrow night. I forgot, today is Tuesday. So you will not be seeing me. We will not be hearing from me in 24 hours. You ain't going to hear from me for about 32 hours as we will be coming back tomorrow at 8.07 p.m. Screws Legacy, they assist with chemotherapy-induced neuropathy. Man, all right, folks. Oh, you're very welcome, Natalie. So, folks, that is the podcast. We're out of here. Thank you for listening, wherever you're listening on my Facebook, wherever you're listening on Podbean, or you're listening directly on the side of mytsports.net. I do appreciate you, and you know how I like to do the show. Shout out to Wildlife for this line. But let the optimism of tomorrow be your foundation for today. Listen, you know, I'm about to start making more. Yo, make sure you plant the seeds that you need to grow today so you can be prepared for tomorrow. I think he's saying the same shit. You know what I mean? We out here. Yo, somebody play my outro so I can stop, stop, so I can stop rambling. Sorry, B. I tried. Honest. All the bandwidth in the world couldn't keep me contained. No lag, no lag. Gonna share my talents with Podbean Live.
always knew I'd take the pod there. Just a lot later than a lot of listeners thought. Last of the real gabbers. Well, maybe not the last. Munchkin got good mic skills. New, improved, my T podcaster. Potting down now. Last call for drinks. Bars closing. Sun's out. Heard the casino got a buffet breakfast. Don't want to go far. Wild night. Tired, B. Tired. My teeth. Thank you for listening.